Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. This week, we actually have two whiskeys. What? Yes, we're we're gonna we're gonna side by side two whiskeys. It's not gonna be a blind taste test. We know which one's which, but we kind of wanted to see what our thoughts were when we compare Maker's Mark, their traditional you know flagship whiskey. It is forty five percent alcohol by volume, so it is ninety uh, ninety proof, mm-hmm. higher than I thought it was actually. Yeah. Um, versus the Maker's Mark forty six, which is ninety four proof. And uh, this one is barrel finished with ten French oak staves in the barrel. Fancy. That's that's the difference I think between Maker's Mark and Maker's Mark Forty Six is they How throw they some more oak in there. Um, so the Forty Six should have that more oaky flavor. Yeah, conveniently enough, right? Um, it's a little higher proof. A little higher proof. It is a little darker. Looking at them, so. which makes sense. Yeah, you know. So I guess uh, let's find out which one we want to start with. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's start with the Maker's Mark. Okay. And we'll end on the forty-six. Sounds uh, good. Cheers. Cheers. Maker's Mark. It's a solid whiskey. Yeah, it's. Maker's it's got Mark. a little more acetone on the nose, I think, mm-hmm. than the forty-six does. Yeah. It. It, um, it doesn't. It doesn't smell as finished. Yeah. It's good. It's solid. Can't go wrong. Like, yeah. you know. Well, let's try the 46 then. 46 then. Cheers. Cheers. Even though the 46 is a little higher proof, mm-hmm. and when you're talking 90 to 94 proof, there's not yeah. a big difference there, but it, it, it's a smoother, it's it much better mouthfeel too, I think. Yeah, the, the 46 just feels more rounded, I guess is a, a good term. Polished. Polished. Um, Flavor-wise, I, I can't tell too much of a difference. No. Um, you know, heat-wise, there's not much of a difference. We're only talking about an 8% difference in alcohol. Yeah. You know, no no big deal there. Um, or 4% difference yeah, in alcohol, 4%. rather. 4%. Uh, well, yeah. no. A 2% difference in alcohol, because it's 90 proof versus 94, right? Yeah. So I've gone from 8% to 2%. Now that <laughs> Math is fun, kids. Um, <laughs> so it's about a 2% difference in alcohol. You're not going to notice much there. This is why this is the whiskey the and wrestling. Um, Flavor-wise, again, not much of a difference. Yeah. It's just the 46. It's a little more polished. It feels a little more polished. Like... As odd as it is, that's something that I would put in a glass and drink over ice. Where regular Maker's Mark, I'm going to want to put with a Coke or something like that. Yeah, I could see, you know, and I could see drinking Maker's Mark in a glass with ice if I wanted to. Uh, or if it's sure, what I Sure, it's had. not like Canadian Hunter or, <laughs> you know, or, you know but, any of those. But Yeah, I'm definitely going to lean towards mixing it versus drinking it straight. Yeah. Whereas the 46... I might lean more towards drinking it straight instead of mixing it so I get the flavor of it. Yeah, overall, I, but, it, I mean, it'll mix just as well, too. 
Overall, not a huge difference. What's the price difference in the bottles? Um, I don't remember. Don't remember. Probably ten bucks. Yeah, it's something stupid like that. It's not drastic. If it's ten bucks or less, eh, spend the ten dollars and get the forty six. I think you'll get more use out of it. If it's more than ten bucks, though, I don't think the price difference worth it. Okay, so just jumping on real quick, Maker's Mark is, depending on where you're buying it from, sure. anywhere from uh, $25 to $40. I see one thing on here where it's 16 but yeah. it says usually 40 So we'll say 20 to $40, depending on where you're buying it. Let's jump in and add the 46 Yeah, it's the, you're looking at a ten dollar, uh, ten dollar price difference. So for the ten dollar difference, I'd go with the forty six just because. Well, let me rephrase. For the ten dollar difference, I'd go with the forty six if you plan on drinking it straight at any point. Yeah, if you're only mixing, save your ten bucks. Um, but if you ever, if you do plan on like, hey, I want to put this over ice and just kind of sip on some whiskey, get the forty six. Spend yeah. the extra ten dollars. It's an. It's going to be a more like we said. It's a better finish. It's a more polished. You get a cork instead yeah. of uh, a screw on cap. But if you go to like if you go to your local liquor store and they've got Maker's Mark for twenty and forty six is like forty, get the nah, Maker's it's not Mark. worth it. Get the regular. Yeah. Get your regular and move on with life. So, all right. Uh, anything to address before we head down the uh, the trail of what happened in wrestling this week? Nothing I can really think of. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter is still butthurt over Lacey Evans. Going to be that way for a while. Um, so, you know. You know, two people who never served being complaining about a person who has. Um, sure. Uh, and they want to act like he owns the uh, the campaign hat and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the hat that every drill right. instructor ever has worn. And and we can, you, you could talk about Lacey Evans and how much of a terrible human she is. Um, but when it comes to, like, this gimmick stuff... There's there's no winner here. No. Because Lacey's not exactly a good person, and Sergeant Slaughter actively participated in Stolen Valor for how, how long? Uh, it's been in the 80s, 30-plus uh, years? Yeah. So. I, and I don't know that I want to go so far as to say Stolen Valor. I do. He made, ver- he made claims in the 80s and 90s uh, that he was in the military. Not Sergeant Slaughter, the character. Like, like if, if Bob, whatever his name if is, Bob, whatever would have said, yeah, you know, that's just a character. I never serve, but you know, I have high respect for the military. So, you know, I want to do this as that character. You know what? Cool. Fine with that. Big boss man. Wasn't a cop. How about that? Yeah. Um, repo man. Wasn't a repo man. <laughs> so being in wrestling, typhoon wasn't actually a typhoon. I know it's shocking <laughs> being in wrestling. You can do that kind of weird stuff and it's okay. The problem is, because of kayfabe at the time, right? Sergeant Slaughter, as Sergeant Slaughter, the wrestler, was also being portrayed as Sergeant Slaughter outside of wrestling. And, yeah, to me, that's stolen valor. Now, I never served. I'd never say I would. And if there anybody that was in the military that wants to, you know, come on our Facebook or whatever and say, nah, look, I don't see it as stolen valor, uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a thing, hey, Cool. You you have the right to call it that. I really don't. Yeah. But just the way I see it, and just the the news 
around stolen valor cases and things like that that I've heard in the past, I don't see how this isn't that. Fair enough. I think I think there's room for disagreement or an agree an agreement to disagree there, but mm-hmm. uh, like I can see both sides of the argument. He's an actor playing a role in my mindset, and at the time that included outside of the ring. Yeah, and so hey, changing societal was, norms. If he was just an actor playing a role, perfectly okay with it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's let's dive into yeah. this week in wrestling. We got. So uh, Monday Night Raw, we start off with. Cody coming out and saying that, you know, Brock Lesnar's supposed to be there, but Brock's not here yet. He's going to be waiting for Brock whenever Brock decides to show up. Anyways, Brock uh, beats down Cody when mm-hmm. Cody goes up to interact with him. Yep. Um, well, he goes up the ramp because he's going to go chase down Brock. Yeah, Brock's music hit after Cody cut his promo, and then Brock kind of attacks from behind. and well, Hit him with a chair in the yeah. gorilla position. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. Brock got the upper hand, accepted it's, the match for SummerSlam. It's adversary, adversity trademark. <laughs> um, You know, put him in a Kimura lock in front of his mom. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, oh, no. I saw a meme earlier that was, uh, it's never a good idea to bring your mom to a show when Brock Lesnar's involved. And it's like him fighting, it, it was like six or seven different pictures when Brock has had feuds with different people and beating them up in front of their mom there at ringside. Why, if you're going to fight Brock Lesnar, why do you put your family through that? (laughs) Right. Now, you know, this woman was in a relationship with Dusty Rhodes, so she understands. Mm -hmm. At least you would hope that she would. She thinks it's all real. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep the cafe, baby. All right, uh, Gunther defeats Matt Riddle. Uh, we have, I'll come back to that one. Finn Balor uh, interrupts an interview with Seth Rollins. Viking Raiders defeated Alpha Academy. Shayna Baszler defeated Nikki Cross. Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark interrupted Becky Lynch on Miz TV. Bronson Reed defeats Shinsuke Nakamura by disqualification. And we end the night with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating the Judgment Day of Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest via pinfall. Now, this had a couple of things. So, I mentioned earlier that uh, uh, Finn Balor had attacked, uh, what's-his-face in the back, uh, Seth Rollins. Seth interferes, attacks Finn here outside the ring. And also... Earlier in the night, we had a backstage segment between Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Raquel Rodriguez, which led to a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Now, because of the interaction with Rhea Ripley just before the match, Raquel had a messed up knee which caused them to lose the match. So we have new women's tag team champions in Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Congratulations, Sonya and Chelsea. Moving away from that, back to our main event of the night. Liv comes out and attacks Rhea and beats the holy hell out of her. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, 
it was kind of an interesting tie-in across the board all, all night of different things affecting other things throughout the show. There was also a backstage, if I remember correctly, there was also a backstage segment here with Dominic Mysterio and Rhea and um, Wesley, wasn't there? From NXT? I, did, I didn't see that. It's possible. It's probable. <laughs> I'll even go say it's probable. Because uh, Dominic is now the North American champion. Yeah, he went to NXT and became North American champion. beat Wesley for it. So I don't remember that per se. Look, I'll be honest. I hooked up my old N64 this week. <laughs> and I watched Raw and SmackDown on Hulu while playing Ocarina of Time. I I didn't watch Raw. Um <laughs> I also didn't watch SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I listened Wednesday. I listened to like a recap of the shows, but. Yeah. And I mean, and and the thing is, is we've talked about it before. I watch on Hulu. With, with Vince being fully back involved. And I've said it a few times, you know, about, I'm just not watching the shows, those shows Mm -hmm. regularly anymore. Um, Some of them I'm not even, I'm not even watching at all. Right. Um, it's just, you can tell, like, WWE is moving in a positive direction. Where there's where there pitfalls, where there stumbles. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was moving in that positive direction. Now, like, I just don't care because I know if I get invested in anybody or anything, it's just going to get shit on. Look at, what, look at what's happening with LA Knight. We'll get into that, I think, in a little bit. But, yeah. Um, it's just not good. We we talked about it a couple weeks ago, and we can maybe spend a little more time on it this week. But uh, Vince isn't walk isn't looking at long term storytelling. Uh, Vince wants the moments. Vince, he's he's Vince looking wants the 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 YouTube shorts is what he's looking for. And this is why we when Vince is writing and and he's still he's making changes, but he's not writing the shows. When Vince is writing, we had months of Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. And then we had the same match in a pay-per-view. Yep. And Triple H was getting us away from that. We'll see what happens going forward. But let's turn it back over to you for Dynamite. Okay, so Dynamite kicked off with... Jungle Boy, it was going to be the FTW title match, Hook versus Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy's old music plays, Tarzan Boy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know if, and we all were sitting here, and we remembered hearing it from last week. He said, you know, that's the last time you'll hear that music play. So it's playing, and while it's playing, they cut, first of all, Jungle Boy didn't come out. Then they cut to a, a filmed segment, which is... You know, Jack Perry getting out of a car, and then you see him dragging. Well, you see Boots being drug across the sand um, as he buries the Jungle Boy gimmick. Then he gets in the car and drives off, uh, and he comes out to Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 5, which we all discussed the the segment the everything leading up to it even the new character turn I'm okay with it that music just didn't fit I mean it, it seems like he's struggling to find his heel persona yep. and that's fine like you've been this guy for so long 
but this is this music ain't it. Yep. Um, it ends up with Jack Perry beats Hook, um, hits him with the belt, pins him one two three. So Jack Perry's the FTW champion, and Hook has now lost. His first actual singles comp- competition loss. Um, now, if I remember right, Perry had to cheat to win. Well, he hit Jack Perry. He hit Hook in the head with the FTW belt yeah. while the ref wasn't watching. Um, after this, right, we have the, uh, the, the, the next, like, 30-odd minutes of the show, which I thought was a, a bold choice. Uh, it was Britt Baker versus Kayla Sparks. Um, you know, very long. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, I said that wrong. I said 30 minutes, right? You did say um, 30 minutes. The next 30 seconds of the show yeah, uh, was Britt Baker versus Kayla Sparks. Uh, it was a neck breaker and the lockjaw. And that was it. And, you know, usually... AEW, whenever you see a, a super squash match like that, um, they cut a promo afterwards. They're setting up the next feud. Somebody's coming to the ring for something. No. Britt Baker rolls out of the ring, walks up the ramp, and that is the last you see of any of the women for the rest of the show. Yep. Dyn- a two-hour dynamite had roughly a minute of women's wrestling on it. Just let that sink in for a minute. Britt's entrance was longer than the match. The entrance was longer than the match. Absolutely. Um, we have a backstage interview with Renee and Adam Cole and MJF. Um, I, I know this is going to end in heartbreak somewhere, but I don't want Tony Khan to break these two up. Uh, MJF gives Cole matching trunks. They're the white Adam Cole with the gold trunk with Burberry stripes in them. Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Cole then gives MJF matching ring jackets. And they're walking away as Roderick Strong walks in. is like, Adam, Adam, and gets ignored. So... We move to, uh, Cole actually also says, uh, I got another surprise for you, but you got to wait. Move into the the blind tag tournament thing. Uh, MJF and Adam Cole versus Daniel Garcia and Sammy, Gar- and Sammy Guevara. Sammy and uh, Daniel Garcia come out first. MJF's music plays, he comes out, and then he does the whole like over-the-shoulder point for Cole to come out, and MJF's music plays again. You hear MJF yelling, you idiots, that's my music. That's not his music. That's my music. You screwed it up. And, like, a few bars play, and then Cole's music plays in You know it. it's all about the... <laughs> like, in a remix, yeah. and MJF's face. Like, we can say what we want about, Matt, uh, about MJF being a, a, a mm-hmm. heel and being the same heel always, right? And that's mm-hmm. true. There, there's I don't think there's any arguing that. This his over the top campy face routine is phenomenal. Yeah. So they come out, they do their entrance, they get in the ring. Um, 
They shout double clothesline several times throughout this match. There's a dance off, uh, which is god awful in the best possible way. You have <laughs> the dance off. You have Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara do a they do okay. a, a routine together. Yeah. Then you have MJF do something. He does all right, and, and then, then you Cole have Cole is the, is the whitest person yes, in the, the whitest ever. man on the planet. <laughs> It was amazing. Let's um, just say it. it, it the, the whole segment was amazing. They shout double clothesline, I think, three or four times here, and they miss it every time except the very last one where they hit Garcia and get the one, two, three on the double clothesline. Yeah. You know, most devastating tag move ever, right? Yep. So they're going to face FTR next week, I do believe, uh, for – the titles. Yeah, after is it it's either next week or it's at all in. I can't remember. They had some some fun teasing at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cole grabs the, the heavyweight title. Yep. And before handing it to MJF, he looks at it and can see the the longing. Yep. MJF turns around and sees that and mm-hmm. they have a little brief argument and then FTR comes out and yeah. you get a little face to face with that. So um, <clears throat> backstage segment where we have the best friends, uh, with Renee and Darby and Nick Wayne. Darby asks, uh, Orange for a, a title shot for AR Fox. And Orange is like, all right, cool. We'll do that. And walks off like he mm-hmm. does. A.R. Fox was not even involved right. in this spot. <laughs> like, so now we got the main event. And this is why the show was was as short as it was, right? It's it's blood and guts. Yeah. We have the Elite plus uh, Cody Obushi, So the Golden Elite mm-hmm. versus Blackpool Combat Club uh, with special guest stars uh, Takeshita and Pac. It goes about as you would expect for a blood and guts match. There is a lot of violence in this. Was there any blood? There was a ton. Was there any guts? Uh, very possible once they got the bed of nails involved. <laughs> um, at the end, see, of course, it's, it's War Games rules, right? Match doesn't start until everybody's in the ring, all that kind of good stuff. Um, there was a really cool spot where I think it was Nick was on top of the cage. And uh, Claudio and I think it was Moxley had Matt and Hangman where they were fixing to do a, a like a double power bomb thing together. I think it was Matt on top of the maybe cage. it was Matt on top of the cage and then it was yeah. Nick on, on the yeah. Crowd. The one on top of the cage empties a bag of thumbtacks through the cage to rain down, and then Hangman and Nick do a backdrop. Yeah, for those onto it, it was a really cool spot. Uh, kind of a cool was spot. It Claudio, I think, was looking up, and it's like, dude, yeah. like, don't, don't look, look up, up when <laughs> they're pouring the thumbtacks down. Um, ends up Claudio goes for a European uppercut, charging one into the corner. On one of the elite, I forget who it was. They move. He ends up hitting Pack with it. They have a little bit of a words. Moxley gets in between them to try to stop them from you know being assholes. Uh, 
Pack rolls out of the ring, looks under the ring steps, pulls out a pair of bolt cutters, cuts the lock on the door, which had been relocked after uh, a couple of people had gone up on the roof. Well, I think the whole roof thing happened as the last Before people were coming it, in. Yeah, it could be. And and so, like, it um, didn't get locked until they finally came down and came in. But Pack just walks away. Yep. This ends up then with Moxley gets handcuffed to a rope. When that happens, Callus gets up off of uh, commentary and goes like halfway down the ramp yelling at Takeshita. Takeshita leaves, which leaves all five members of the Golden Elite versus the three members of BCC. Um, Wheeler Yuta gets the absolute hell beat out of him. Uh, and then pin for the one, two, three. Yeah. Afterwards, uh, they shake hands. That's done on TV. No, they didn't do it on TV. They did it live in the arena. Yeah, Moxley is sitting in, like, while Yuta's getting the hell beat out of him, Moxley's handcuffed to the rope, right? Normally when you see a handcuff spot, they're pulling, they're jerking, they're trying to get away from it. Moxley's just sitting there like, eh, I guess this like, is my life now. I, I've done everything <laughs> I can do at this point. I'm just going to sit back and relax and catch um, my breath. As TV's going off, you see uh, Abushi talking to Moxley. Moxley's just sitting in the corner, like, you know, shrugging, like, I guess we lost. Um, and then afterwards, they all shake hands, show of respect, all that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping maybe this is the end of our Elite versus BCC feud. It feels like it with Pac and Takeshita walking away. Feels like we might start moving into a BCC versus the Callis family. I th- moving yeah. Combat Club back a little more face. I th- uh, so here's the thing. I think Combat Club works better as face. They do. I, th- this heel Combat Club, we're just beating everybody up. It's boring. It doesn't work. It doesn't work for Claudio. It doesn't work for Yuta. Yeah. Those two guys, at this point in Claudio's career, um, I'm not going to put him on the level of like your your living legends like Sheamus or Rey Mysterio or anything like that, but I'm going to say that he is quickly moving into that. I don't buy Claudio as a as a as a heel, really. Um, Yuta, I definitely don't buy as a heel. He is entirely too white meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moxley, I can buy as a face or a heel, but Moxley really does fit that tweener attitude. He's really so well. He's locked himself into that tweener attitude, and it, could he? Do something, he could probably do like, some sort of massive character twist. I buy Moxley as an anti-hero, yeah. right? So, but yeah, that was Dynamite. Hooray. Yay, Dynamite. SmackDown. We have Rey Mysterio, Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, and Sheamus in a fatal four-way to determine the uh, second semifinalist for the U.S. Championship Invitational. And we said last week, of course, LA Knight's going to get the win. Well, we were wrong. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio gets the win, which means next week on SmackDown, we're getting Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar, both LWO members. Mm-hmm. Are we breaking up the LWO already? Well, I made the comment that I could see them doing something like that. Uh and we decided, eh, it's way too early to break up the LWO. It's too early to put any kind of uh, you know, tension mm-hmm. in there at all. And 
really the two of us when we said that we should have been like, yeah, so that's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have Charlotte uh, Charlotte Flair. I was just, I don't know how I was about to say Flair, but my, <laughs> my tongue was like, no, nope, not doing it that way. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeating EO Sky uh, via pinfall. Uh, there was a little bit of hijinks in here. Bailey was on commentary. It looked like EO was about to get the upper hand when uh, the, 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 Tron. Names, the Tron kicked on and there's Shotzi calling out Bailey. Uh, Bailey runs away scared because Shotzi's in her head now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Backstage segment later yeah. just adds to it. Yeah, they're running out. The, the like Bailey's packing her bag. She tells EO to grab her stuff. Bailey pulls a picture of herself that was stuck to her bag with a knife. Uh, scissors. Oh, was it scissors? Okay. Yeah. Uh, with scissors to the bag. It's like, okay. We have sent Shotzi off of the deep end. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm here for it. Yeah, no. Insane Shotzi's cool. She's a horror movie character. That's fine. Yeah. Um, we have Santos Escobar defeating Austin Theory via pinfall. Um, I think that was clean. I don't think there was, was. Uh, any interference there, which hints I think that we're going to see Santos versus Theory yeah. at SummerSlam. Escobar beats Ray, and then Austin Theory beats Escobar. Yeah. Or maybe Escobar beats Theory. Maybe, I, I, they maybe, haven't. Maybe we end that that experiment that was horribly wrong. I don't terribly. think anybody's buying Austin Theory. I just don't like. John Cena couldn't get the dude over. Yeah, that's all I need to say about that. Yeah. Um. We have Bobby Lashley meeting with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams from NXT. So we're seeing Bobby Lashley kind of it's start building his. Last week he met with the Street, street Profits. Profits. Yep. So we're we're gonna see a Bobby Lashley uh, faction here soon, which is fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. We have a backstage segment with Dominic Mysterio talking about how he's here to show his dad that he's a winner and he's a champion. You know, his deadbeat dad. Yeah. Um, because you know he doesn't care about his dad at all yet. Here he is on SmackDown right. to show his dad. Look, Daddy. Look, I, I've got a championship, which, Daddy. Uh, which let's be real here, right? Uh, those are Raw superstars on SmackDown. So yeah, who cares? Um, Butch comes up and it's like, I want to challenge you for the title. And Ray is like, Well, there's nobody here from NXT that can make that happen. <laughs> Out pops Shawn Michaels. Yep, he's like, <laughs> I think I qualify. He's like, Huh. I like that idea. Butch versus... Where's Adam Pierce's office? I want to go see if I can make this official. Yeah. <laughs> so we end up with that match. Of course, Rhea interferes and uh, Dominic wins. That was a fun little segment to me. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed that. Just keep Shawn Michaels on TV. Right. I don't want him wrestling. Please, uh, yeah. Shawn, thank you for the years and years yeah. of wrestling. Please don't wrestle. Just, but little appearances like that are great. To end the show, we have Jey Uso and Roman Reigns sitting down to sign the contract for the match at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Roman asks Jey if he really wants to do that. Jey says, yes, we're doing this. Roman signs the contract. Jey rips the contract up and says, we don't need a contract. 
Yeah, this was signed in blood. This was signed in blood when you beat down Jimmy. Yeah. This is this is tribal combat. Yeah, he's like, I want tribal combat. Roman says, do the elders know about this? His reaction was great, right? Because Roman's been like cocky this whole time. And when he says, I'm, I want tribal combat, Roman, like, completely changes character. Yeah. Do the elders know about this? And Jace, like, this was their idea. Yep. Which even further drove Roman down the start to question everything. Mm-hmm. They go back and forth a little more, and then they get up. Mm-hmm. And Roman and Jay kind of do this this hug, for, you know, lack of a yep. better head, you know, forehead to forehead kind of a hug, show mm-hmm. of respect. Um. Tribal combats, it's going to be a no disqualification well, match. Solo goes to spite Jay. I, I was going to get there. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a, a... No DQ. No DQ. Uh, yeah. From the... Anybody blood-related is banned from the ringside. Yeah. So, no Jimmy, no Solo. No Rikishi. No Rikishi, no Afa or Sika. I'd like to see None. Paul Heyman banned from ringside. And this just be... Jay and Roman. What I think would be great is if they ban all the everybody but the elders, basically. And you have well, then you have Rikishi and Alpha and Sika. Well, Rikishi is not considered an elder, right? The the elders that have always been shown are just Alpha and Sika. And you have a table set up with them sitting at the table and just have them sit there stone face the entire match, and they keep cutting over and it's just them sitting there watching what's going on. They never get involved. They never do anything. They're there so that whoever wins, they put the the lay of peppers, roses, whatever yeah. it is, on the new tribal chief. But uh, as you were saying, after we have the, the kind of the show of respect, Roman turns to walk away. There's a pause. There's just, mm-hmm. just long enough to say nothing's going to happen. And Solo goes and grabs Jay and sets up for the spike. Roman stops him from spiking him. Yep. Grabs his arm. Mm-hmm. Jay takes a step away. There's another just brief, just a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And then Jay super kicks Solo, yep. sending him out of the ring. Roman does nothing. Yep. This whole segment... Yeah, okay, tribal combat, sure, whatever. Like, call it what you... That's I'm invested that, in it. But this segment here, the complete change in Roman. Of, when Jay said the elders are the ones that suggested it. Yeah. It's a completely new ballgame there. And, and Roman is just... I... I keep getting bored with this storyline, and then they do something. They pull me right back. And it's to like, it. <laughs> every time I think I'm out, they pull me they back. Pull in. Me back in. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, the only things going in wrestling right now that I have at least a little faith in is this Bloodline story mm-hmm. and what they're doing with it, and Dominic Mysterio being one of the most overheels in wrestling, period. Well, don't don't forget Adam Cole and MJF. Adam Cole and MJF, absolutely. Yeah, let me throw those in. But by the end of next week, I think that will be done with. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, So, of course, after SmackDown, we have Rampage. We had the Royal Rampage, which was to determine the number one contender for the TNT title, which ends up being Darby Allin. 
We got the acclaimed versus QTV. Uh, Johnny TV, Marshall, and Aaron Solo versus the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Uh, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass win, so that's cool. Chris Statlander versus Mina Shafir, Marina Shafir for the TBS title. Statlander wins. Uh, and then that was pretty much it for Rampage. Again, it's only an hour show. You can't expect too much. Yeah. Then we moved on to Collision. Starts off Tony Siobhan giving an interview to Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is really falling into a heel character now. Uh, he talks about how uh, he says, you want to know what I got in a bag? Nothing. I just wanted to show off my Louie. You know, like he's he's really playing into being a heel. Um, he says, of course, he cheated. Uh, I really liked this line, though, because he says, of course, I cheated. But in the future, no one's going to remember how. They're just going to remember how many. Talking about, like, wins and things like that. Yeah. Punk calls him out, uh, says, you know, hey, look, I'm not mad. I've cheated plenty of times to win in my life, too. Uh, you know, but the thing is, you know, I, I can live with the loss. Can you live with the win that way? It leads to Luchasaurus and Christian Cage coming out. I loved this comment from Christian, right? Punk's got his little bag with him, you know, his uh, his world title that he never lost. And Cage says, what kind of man carries around a championship he didn't win while Christian Cage has the TNT title over his shoulder? <laughs> um, Bless you, Christian. Bless this you. sets up a tag match for the main event. Uh, well, Darby Allen comes out, calls out Christian. Uh, because he's the gonna be you know he's the number one contender, so it sets up a tag match of Darby and CM Punk versus uh, Ricky Starks and either Christian or Luchasaurus, whichever one of them wants to be part of it. Because there were a couple stabs at Christian. You don't even wrestle anymore. What are you doing? You know that kind of thing. Uh, Andrade gets thrown out of the ringside, thrown out of the arena uh, because they don't want him interfering with the trios match later on in the night. Uh, I thought it was just because nobody likes Andrade anymore. I mean, there's that too, but you know. Uh, we got Bullet Club Gold versus Action Andretti and Darius Martin. Bullet Club Gold wins, and then the uh, Gun Club comes out and attacks them. Miro cuts a quick promo, then fights Nick Camarado in a very short match where Miro wins. We get the trios match, Brody King, Buddy Mer Matthews, and Malachi Black versus uh, the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn takes the pin and then sits down, takes his boots off, puts them in the center of the ring, and leaves. I wish that I could say that I thought this was real. I don't. I, I you know, I read that, you know, of course, the, the, yeah. the dirt sheet that I was looking at had the, uh, is this Billy Gunn's last match? Well, it had the the uh, the clickbait title of WWE Legend yeah. teases retirement. Like, like Billy Gunn has been in the industry far too long to be retired by just putting his boots in the ring and walking away. He well, is going to get a full on. This is your retirement. Cut the promo. Even even if he your roses type thing. Even if he was going to retire that way. The fact of the matter is, they started teasing this. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, 
when he was thinking like, oh, I think I'm done. I don't have it in me anymore. I don't have it anymore. Yeah. And the acclaimed are like, no, sir. Yeah. You're, we're going to get you a title before you go. Exactly. And so, so this is just further tease, possibly with Billy Gunn turning on the acclaimed and rejoining his sons. Who knows? Uh, but I don't think it's a retirement at all. Uh, Tony Siobhan does an interview with FTR in the back where they kind of call out Adam Cole. Uh, dude, are you seriously, you know, on Max's side here? Like, you know, he's going to turn on you. Uh, there's no way you're going to get these belts because when it gets rough in there with us, Max is leaving, you know, the whole thing. Uh, Sky Blue and Ty Valkyrie have a match. Uh, Ty Valkyrie wins this match, but it was a decent match. Main event, CM Punk and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks, Christian Cage. Christian Cage ends up joining in to do the fighting. Uh, we end up with Ricky Starks, pins, Punk, while holding on to the ropes, which is how he won the Owen tournament. Uh, and the it goes off the air with Punk sitting in the ring just completely flabbergasted looking. And that was uh, that was collision. Yeah. Um. So this bloodline thing, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked a good bit about it. I honestly think that. So let me ask you this question before I go any further: Do you think Jay has any hope of winning at all? No. Unless they change this and it's not for the title. See, here's my thought. Jay wins via DQ. Solo comes out. Solo comes out. Solo gets involved. I'm okay with that. Which DQs Roman. You know, and then you have, uh, I think this is the way you do it, right? Or this is how, if, if I'm at this point in this booking, this is the way I go with it. Jimmy, or Jay has gone to the count, the tribal elders. This has been sanctioned. You know, he's challenging to be the chief, right? Yeah. You know, we can put aside the the weird, not quite racist, but almost racist tones that are here with the whole tribal it's, culture thing. It's not racist. It's their history. Right. But no. y- you get what I mean. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. Um, and that and was said in saying. sarcasm. For anybody yeah. who's listening to this, that was said in sarcasm. That's what I'm saying. definitely I'm not, some overtimes. I'm not calling it racist, right? I'm calling it. It, it, it's not racist, but a racist would think it was. Yeah. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. So let, let's push all that aside. Jay goes to the tribal council. They they sanction the blood the the, the blood combat. Uh, no one from the blood's involved. All this kind of stuff. Solo gets involved. I want Solo to get involved because Roman forces him to get involved, basically. Then, on Raw, Jay comes out. Solo gets involved. Ref sees it. DQs because it's a blood member. Yes, this is a no-DQ match, but because it's a bloodline member specifically that does this, it causes the DQ. Jay wins. Jay becomes the new tribal chief in the eyes of the elders because he won the fight. Roman refuses to be part of it. So 
So Romans says, I don't care what the elders say. I don't care what you say. I don't care what anybody says. I made everybody relevant. I still have the title. Blah, 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 blah. Solo joins Roman because Jay excommunicates him. He says, that's fine. You're not part of the tribe anymore. He throws out Roman. Then he looks at Solo and says, you got involved. As much as I hate to do this because you are my little brother, you're out too. I'm right? laughing because you said little brother and Solo yeah, so is so like much, bigger. much bigger than Jay. So, <laughs> But you're out too. So then now until Mania, because let's be real, Roman's keeping this belt till Mania. Yeah. From now till Mania, you have the storyline evolving. You can bring The Rock in a little bit, you know, and just in vignettes. Uh, it would distract. Like, I, I had the thought cross my mind of bring The Rock in as the enforcer mm-hmm. on, you know, for, for the match. Yeah, I think but that, that, that would, would be too dis- much. It that would distract. distract because if you're bringing The Rock in, mm-hmm. he's the star. Yeah. I want The Rock just as a couple of vignettes trying to talk sense into Roman. You know, just sprinkle them here and there. Um, eventually, maybe around Rumble, right? We'll, we'll put it. We'll push it off until Rumble. Solo turns on Roman. Solo realizes what all he's lost. You know, he's lost his legacy. He's lost all this stuff. He turns on Roman. He cost Roman a match. Somehow. Roman doesn't lose the belt again, but he loses again, right? So now we've gone three years with Roman not losing anything, and suddenly in the past, you know, six-ish months, he's lost three or four times. And, well, we'll, each time he loses, it's a count-out. It's a DQ. It's something, but it shows. remember, he he was pinned one, two, three by Jay in the match. Right, but it was a a tag match, so he didn't lose his belt. Yeah. You know, um Seth Rollins beat him sometime a couple of years ago via DQ. But, you know, we're showing Roman. Roman is now losing, which he really hasn't been doing too much of. But he's not losing his belt. Rumble comes around. He has a match with somebody. He loses the same way. and But it's because, or he wins, but it's because Solo turns on him. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, I feel like Cody's going to win the Rumble again. He's going to go back to back to get that check mark. And then Cody ends up being the one to take the belt off of him at Mania. But I think that gives us a good time to build the the complete destruction of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a cool way to go with it, which means that's not going to happen. Roman's going to beat the holy crap out of Jay, probably. Uh, Solo's getting involved somehow. Solo will be involved, I'm sure. Um. But I'm I'm interested in the bloodline. Uh, I'm not interested in Judgment Day as a whole, but I do really dig what they're doing with uh, Dom's character. Well, and, like and there was a there was a thing on NXT where uh, Tony D'Angelo, who's his character is he's a mobster basically. This was before the NXT title match. He sees Dom backstage and he says, "Oh, Dom!" 
Uh, I forget what he said, but so-and-so from the dock says to tell you hi. And he's like, oh, man, tell him I said, you know, keep up the good work. And Rhea kind of looks at him. He's like, ah, I knew him from when I was inside. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just Jeez. just the stupidity of all of this. Uh, the stupidity of it, Dominic it, Mysterio spending a weekend in the county right. jail becoming the, the I was hard in time I was in prison. You know, I murdered a guy. That kind of stuff. It's just funny to me. He's going to show up on Raw next week with a teardrop under his eye. He had that for several, you <laughs> I know. know, several uh, uh, weeks afterwards. He was painting it on. And somebody who probably was like, dude. Yeah. No, you don't want to do this. Um. So, yeah, when it moves to AEW, the only thing that's really catching my attention right now is MJF and Adam Cole, uh, which... I know, unfortunately, that's going to fall apart uh, probably next week. Yeah. I imagine. Uh, we've discussed, I think, how we figure it's either going to, you know, happen. Hopefully. I'm. It's one of those, like, Adam Cole turns heel. Okay, I can buy that. Or, you know, Max turns on Cole, but Cole is the smart face and is ready for it. I'm good with that. The only way I would hate this is if MJF turns on Adam Cole and Cole never saw it coming, you know, that kind of thing. Which means that's the way they're going to go. But somehow also Roderick Strong is going to be involved somewhere, be involved in probably turning his back on Adam because I told you this was going to happen. You didn't want to listen to me. So bye. Right. Like, um, (laughs) I just don't trust. I don't trust Tony to write a story. I don't, yeah. There was a big live event for WWE in Mexico City last night, Mm -hmm. or this weekend. Uh, Roman actually defended the uh, Unified Universal title Mm -hmm. against Rey Mysterio. Okay. Makes sense. It's in Mexico. It's in Mexico. It makes sense. Uh, Rey was apparently pretty close to winning the match before Dominic interferes. Interesting. Which caused Roman to be able to get the upper hand in the win, which, like, none of us, even when I read that, yeah. you know, Roman defended, I was like, oh, what scrub did he beat? Oh, no, they actually made a match out of it. Yeah. And that's the thing when you have guys like Ray that, oh, I can buy Ray stepping up one more time for a championship. Mm-hmm. It would take a little bit of rehab to his character. Yeah, because he is currently in the I'm a legend, so I lose all the time mode. Yeah. You know, but give me, you know, give him a reason of why would he do this? Why is the fire reignited? And it can be, I'm going to show Dominic or, you know what? I want one last good run before I'm done. You got that title? I'm going to get the biggest title, you know? Yeah. So, but that was a cool thing that happened. We talked about, um... Sergeant Slaughter and Lacey Evans and the Slaughter daughter. Like, that's right. honestly to me, the whole thing with the quote unquote Slaughter daughter, she's jealous. She's trying to get noticed, is what it is. She's, she's jealous. Trying to get noticed. I, I don't know if she's actually a wrestler or not. Um, um, I thought she was, but she's in her 40s. Yeah, she's like, it's just, it's, 
too late for her to get mainstream success. Maybe it's one of those she tried to be a wrestler mm -hmm. and never could. She didn't have it. So, you know, add the jealousy, add the the entitlement, and there you go. Yeah. Also, last night in Mexico City, we got to see the first look at Shotzi. Yeah. Uh, with her new new look. She didn't go bald. Mm -mm. She's just buzzed. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's still dyed green. So, yeah. you know, but still, we, that's the first time we've really seen it. Because even with the promo, at least what I saw, it was more just like her face. Yeah. It didn't show the top of her head. Um, I can't. Is there anything else? Vince McMahon is apparently now a fan of LA Knight. I saw something where it's like his push has just been delayed. That they're the, the plans seem to be that they're going to do something with him after SummerSlam and give him a yeah. kind of a role there. Um, okay, I guess, but I have absolutely no faith in them. This dude right now, this, this, while not on the same level, harkens back to the Daniel Bryan stuff. L.A. Knight is the top-selling merch guy in the company at the moment. Yeah. And you're going to de-push him. You're going to pause his push, however you want to call it, but you're basically de-pushing him at this mm -hmm. point. The dude is selling more than anyone else in the company, but... You're not going to take advantage of that? Well, remember, Vince doesn't like it when people get over without his approval. Right. Um, and apparently, L.A. Knight also has a reputation for rubbing people the wrong way in the back and that he's not good at the backstage. I could see that, probably. Which helps explain why somebody who is as good as he is in the ring. Like I don't I'm not a fan of LA Knight. I've said this before. I don't like his character. I don't like his promo style. Yeah. But that's fine. I don't have to like everybody. Exactly. And I can understand that hey, I, this guy's talented. He's just my, not my cup of tea. That explains why he is 40 years old and just now having his first real huge successful run with WWE. Yep. Uh, and you got to be able to play politics. Mm -hmm. And that's not just in WWE. That's in ed, any job. Exactly. You got to be able to play the politics. Um, You got anything else? Because there's not a whole lot going on right now I in really wrestling. Don't. We've kind of, we addressed things as they came up as we were going through the shows. Yeah, I really don't have anything else as far as it. Um, Like I said, I'm, with the exception of those three kind of things that I called out, I'm really kind of ambivalent at best on wrestling right now. Yeah. Which it's, makes it hard to have a wrestling podcast. It, it's one of those, it's like, we're fans of wrestling. I think we're always going to be tuning yeah. in. But you can go back and you can listen to this podcast and you can tell when we're really keyed in and we're excited about something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Versus now, when we're paying attention, we're watching the shows. There's just nothing. There's just nothing. It's, and we are in a holding pattern. Well, we're, we've we're, got our, we, you've got the one story there on Raw with Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. You've got the one story on SmackDown with the Bloodline, and you've got currently the one story in AEW with MJF and Adam Cole. 
and everything else I just don't care about. Yeah. I don't care, which this hurts to say, but I don't care about the women's titles. Well, I don't care about the one Asuka has because it makes me, right now Asuka is the third wheel as the champion in the championship match. Yeah. Um, I don't care about Rhea's title run as much as I like Rhea because she hasn't done anything with it. She's it's Dominic's a, hype man. Yeah, That's all she say, like. It is Fava Flav's clock at the moment. Uh, now I will say that I am, I enjoyed the hint at what could be coming with her and Liv. With her and Liv, I would love to see. So WWE apparently sees Judgment Day as a successor for the Bloodline. Yeah, as I we wind the Bloodline storyline down, Judgment Day is going to kind of take over that role. The thing is, is you've had Judgment Day doing their thing for two years now. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the rest of the roster just needs to be like, no. They're on site. <laughs> N- no. Because you guys aren't going to run the show the way you think you are. Like, I would be okay with it if they pull some kind of trigger with Finn beats Seth at SummerSlam. Right? So now... Rhea's got the women's title. Dom's got the North American title. Finn gets the heavyweight title from Seth. And now Priest has the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Right? And you have this you, you have this moment of all four of them holding up their prizes. Right? And then, you know, you, you have Finn cut a promo the next Monday on Raw about how, you know, Judgment Day is draped in gold, blah, blah. Oh, and, and Priest has the money in the bank briefcase you know and he he kind of keeps downplaying that as a well i mean you have something but i mean it's not a belt you know which creates this split between priest and finn yeah and ends up with priest cashing in on him at some point maybe survivor series or something like that uh and wins you know maybe you even have a you even have a a judgment day versus the four faces who have decided to stand up to him. <laughs> and that's your Survivor Series match. Yeah. And at the end, it's Finn versus, say, Seth is left and somebody. I don't know who. but and Finn, John Cena. John Cena, <laughs> right. And Finn pulls off the win. He beats him. Right? So Judgment Day wins. Uh, Priest was the first one eliminated type thing. Yeah. And Finn's beat up. He's still got his belt, you know, but they won the Survivor Series thing. Priest has now been resting for 20 minutes. Priest comes out and cashes in and lays Finn out. You know, something like that would be kind of a, oh, my God, you know, kind of a cool thing to do, which means it's not going to happen. No. So there we go. Anyway. Yeah. With nothing, I've got nothing else. What about you? I don't have anything else. Oh, wait. I do. Okay. We need to say thank you to our oh, friends yeah, here at McNarb Gaming. That, right? uh, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Cameron, for letting us use this space to record every week. McNarb's over here in Goshen, Mississippi. They've got all of the tabletop and board gaming that you could ever want. Do you want to get involved in RPGs? Well, come hang out on a Wednesday. Uh, they just had DCC Day, which mm-hmm. is Dungeon Crawler Classic, so I'm sure that, that was a lot of fun. They've got dice. They've got... Any kind of game that you want. Do you want to uh, spend all of the money you've ever made? 
well, get into Magic the Gathering. Uh, same thing for Warhammer, if that's something that you're interested in, if you want to play tabletop miniatures. They've got it. Come check them out. If you don't know how to play something or something sounds interesting to you, somebody here will show you how to play the game. And they've got a whole wall over there of games that are open and ready to play. So come pick one off the wall, sit down with some friends, and play a game. Have some fun. Um, then on your way home, you should totally go buy Big Dog Liquor. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a bottle of something tasty. You can get your, your Maker's Mark 46 or your okay. regular Maker's Mark. Or if whiskey's not your jam, that's cool. You can get some tequila, some vodka, rum, whatever's over there. Uh, do they sell wine? They sell all of the wine. All of the wine. Uh, in fact, not only do they sell all of the wine, every month there's a different wine sale going on. And, you know, if let's say your your brand is not on sale. Well, if you order it by the case, you'll probably get a discount with it. Uh, or nice. if you're, hey, are you, unlike Sergeant Slaughter, were you in the military? <laughs> then you can get a military discount. Uh, are you a senior citizen? like Sergeant Slaughter, then you can get a discount there too. And if you come in on a Wednesday, you can stack them. It's a lot of money off. It is. Yeah. Now that you're done listening to us and you need something else to listen to, check out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. You will not be disappointed. They are. You might be disappointed, but check them out anyway. Uh, Well, the opinions expressed. <laughs> now, check out our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. They're a field trip through nerd and pop culture, and they just have a great show. Yeah, great um, dynamic between the four of them sure, as they come sure, sure. on and discuss anything and everything. I was on there a few weeks ago talking about uh, three of the albums from the band Ghost. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, so you can check that out. Yeah, they've done, they do movies, they do music, they do uh, top five lists, they do quiz shows, they do, they touch on a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's it's definitely worth giving them a listen. It is, uh, and one of the guys on there, Jody, he does his own podcast called Furology, where he talks about his personal relationship with horror, uh, different horror movies, compares uh, originals to remakes, and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Even does a little bit of his own uh, experimental music on the side that he puts up on his uh, his show. Now, Fearology, it's only available on Spotify right now, though. So, there you go. There you go. And if you like movies, but maybe you want to know more about different kinds of movies, not just horror, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They talk about movies and bingeable TV shows. They've got a live stream on YouTube, so you can watch it live or you can listen to them uh, on your favorite podcast listening app like Spotify or whatever else you might listen to. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they're they a great show to listen to and do deep dives into all of that. Absolutely. And With so, all that being said. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's it. We will see you all next week. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.